Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tailgate Podcast. I am your host, Michael, and today we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. It is March 31st, Wednesday, 7.24 p.m. I'm really, actually, you know what? The sun is like very close to setting. There's still a little bit of blue in the sky. About a month ago, would not have been that way, but... Look, it's the spring is coming. We are turning the curve. We're starting into the summer. Hopefully, uh, the world will be in a better place by then. So that's uh, that's what I'm thinking right now. And on the more important thing, for now at least, more important thing, I have a load of your questions that I'm going to answer this podcast. I actually was having trouble accessing them. I just I didn't know how. I was getting the notifications like, oh, so and so sent you a voice message, and I never knew how to do it. But now I do. So I will be importing all of your questions onto the podcast. You're going to be to hear them. And I am going to answer all of them. Uh, I'm really excited for this because if you, you know, actually like, religiously followed the podcast, you'll know that I've been wanting to answer your questions for a while now. So we're finally getting to it. But so I have four questions that I'm going to answer this podcast. And then after that, I'm going to um, give my post free agency Super Bowl pick in my post-free agency division winners, just because, you know what, let's have some fun with it. Um, The big things that I want to cover this podcast, you guys actually asked me about, so, you know, that's going to be the big things, but I just wanted to throw in two extra segments because I thought that would probably put us around 15 minutes, and I thought with those extra two, we'd be sitting right around 25, 30. So if you got nothing better to do, you're just sitting at home, doing your homework, just chilling, playing Xbox or PS4, whatever you're doing, uh, sit back, relax, and we will have... A fantastic time talking about sports. So let's get right into it, though. So the first question comes from a viewer. I don't know what their name is. Doesn't give me the receipt of their name. But uh, it comes from a viewer asking about the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, obviously, he went to Mac Jones's pro day. He didn't go to Justin Fields, and he didn't go to Trey Lance's. Their assistant GM went to Fields's pro day so do you think it's actually that they're interested in jones or they're trying to find out if they're interested in jones but they know they're interested in fields and lance so i really appreciate the question i really did want to talk about the niners so i'm so glad you asked um if i hadn't seen any of the you know tweets and reports by people who are closely associated with the falcons i would say that the Falcons are just going to pick Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Whichever one isn't there at number two or number three, excuse me, that's who the 49ers will take. But after seeing these reports of Kyle Shanahan and either the GM or the two out of the three of the most important people in the 49ers, you know, organization were at Mac Jones's pro day and only one of them was at Justin Fields. That I see, I don't really know what to take away from that. My first takeaway is that they're more interested in Mac Jones or they're trying to throw like a smoke screen at something. I'm not quite sure because I just don't see why the 49ers at number 12, where Mac Jones will probably end up going right around 8 through 12, why the 49ers would want to trade up to three just to get Mac Jones. So then you have, what you have to do is you have to look at the draft order. You have to look at the teams right around that 8 to 12 range where I could definitely see Mac Jones falling. And you you have to look at the teams that are there and if they will be willing to trade or not. So at 8, you have Carolina. Carolina could very well take a quarterback. Denver at 9, very well could take a quarterback. Dallas at 10, in dire need of defense and with a offensive heavy front 
like third of the draft for the first round at least, Dallas is going to get like the best or second best defensive player at number 10. And the Giants at 11, you know, they might want to trade, but I just don't see why San Fran would want to trade like probably a lot just to move one pick. Doesn't make much sense. So if you're San Francisco, just to go on the latter part, San Francisco now, <coughs> excuse me, would have to jump up from 12 to 3 just to land a quarterback if, let's say, you know, we have the we have the notorious, we have the five quarterbacks, Jacksonville, Jets, uh, and then at three, let's say Miami took one. Not Miami won but you have the Jacksonville, you have the Jets, two, that's two. Atlanta takes one, that's three. Uh, you have, uh, let's see, see, three go right there, and then maybe D- Detroit takes one, Carolina takes one, Denver takes one. Then if you're San Francisco at 12, you have no one, right? No one falls to you at number 12. So you need to be extra aggressive in a division which is going to be extremely competitive next year. And Jimmy Garoppolo is good. Jimmy Garoppolo is a solid quarterback to an above average. He's a good quarterback. He's probably top 15, top 13 in the NFL when he's fully healthy. But that's the big thing with him. He's never ever fully healthy. So you need to be able to have a backup option or a more, I guess, a safer pick for the option than Jimmy Garoppolo because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Jimmy Garoppolo is as safe as like Justin Fields, like any of these five quarterbacks, or I'll say four without Trey Lance because he's, you know, crazy volatile. But, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, he's shown you what you what he can do, but, again, you don't know how he's going to respond to these injuries, and he did not respond well after the last injury he had. He had an awful 2021 or 2020 year uh, when he was, you know, available. And then you don't know how you don't know how he's gonna play off of this injury. The uh, I think it was the high ankle sprain or the ankle injury, whatever it is. You don't know how he's gonna react to that. And it seems like every single year Jimmy Garoppolo is injured. So if you're the 49ers and and you feel rightfully so that you have a Super Bowl contender roster, right? And the only missing piece is the quarterback, and you're not really in the spot to where you need to, you know. You need to trade. You need to develop these young, these these younger players. Can't even get the words out. This younger talent for future, you know, years. When right now, like you're 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 playing for right now. So if those first round picks don't matter to you, right, or don't matter as highly, and it like it trading up to three would outweigh the importance of having those draft picks. Then by all means, do that. I just don't understand why they would do that just to pick Mac Jones. I feel like if you're that high. I don't care how high you are on Mac Jones. I just think regardless of how good of a prospect he is, I just don't think you can deny how much better of a prospect Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are respectively. Because again, if there's anything, it seems like a foregone conclusion that uh, Zach Wilson's going to, right? So let's, for the rest of the podcast, let's assume that Zach Wilson's going to be the number two pick of the draft, right? Justin Fields. Let's look at his traits, not skill. I'm not talking about arm talent. not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about his traits. From a toughness standpoint, that guy went in the national championship. And I swear it was his shoulder or his hip, something, right? I would say like 75% of quarterbacks in the NFL probably would have taken the rest for the rest of the game. Probably would have sat on the sidelines, let the backup, you know, do the job. Justin Fields... Sitting there and, you know, I think through two touchdown passes after that. 
I mean, that guy had so much toughness. I bet all of you know what I'm referring to because I bet, you know, at least most of you watched the uh, national championship game. And if you didn't, I highly recommend doing it because Justin Fields just put on an absolute clinic. Um, that's, that's the opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo could have come back at the end of the year. There were reports saying that he could have come back. He didn't. He decided not to because he didn't see the importance of it because they were out of playoff contention, right? Not only is that saying to your organization, like, you know, I'm too high and mighty or whatever whatever your takeaway from that is, but it's also saying that he's fragile. I mean, this guy is like glass. Just going through his years of just, you know, what he played just game-wise, right? He played, starting in San Francisco, five games, three games, 16 games, had a great year, 69% completion percentage, almost 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 picks, not great, but the rest of it's pretty good. 102 uh, rating, pretty solid. And last year, he played six. This guy averages like eight games a year, right? So why, if you're the 49ers, and there, there are suitors out there, the Patriots, the Bears, there are teams out there that would want Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no doubt in my mind for that, right? If he's willing to take a pay cut. But if you're the 49ers, why would you want to pay this guy $25 million just to ride the bench. And I know I'm kind of going all over the place here. I'm not really um, staying on one thought because I, I just I have so many thoughts about this whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation that I really just want to move through them quickly so that um, I can cover everything in this podcast to the best of my ability. But if you're the 49ers, right, because I just want to address all of the rumors saying that the 49ers are not going to deal Jimmy Garoppolo and that they are going to keep him for this season. Again, I just want to say, first and foremost, that is a bluff. It is not true at all. Don't buy it. it. It's it's simply not true, okay? So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing, if that were the case, why would you want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million to ride the bench? Okay? So just going in from a 49ers standpoint, it makes very little sense to keep Jimmy G on board, right? From a Jimmy Garoppolo standpoint, it makes sense to stay in San Francisco. Because if you think that Jimmy is going to just, you know, let's say there are three teams out there that want him. Let's say it's the Bears, the Patriots, and Team 3, whoever it is, okay? Don't you think that, like, Jimmy Garoppolo's not just going to waltz in there and take the starting job. Like, again, he was good in 2019, okay? He was solid in 2017 when he was healthy. He was okay. Seven touchdowns, five picks. Not great, right? He was awful in 2020. He was a bad quarterback, okay? So if you're any team, I'm not just going to give Jimmy Garoppolo the starting job. He's going to have to work for it. If he goes to Chicago, Andy Dalton just got paid $10 million. He's going to have to compete there. Say what you want about Cam Newton, but I I don't think that Cam Newton is just going to go out without a fight, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to compete with Cam Newton, okay? Team three... Let's say it's, I don't know, Washington, okay? Well, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick there who's on the brink of retirement. He's going to want to go out with a bang. He's not just going to go out quietly. Taylor Heineke had the game of his life, uh, and he just got paid for a two-year extension. He's not going to go out quietly. Wherever wherever Jimmy Garoppolo goes, he's going to have to get, he's going to have to be in some sort of competition. So what if he's in San Francisco, right, and if he stays there, And just, I want to go back on the other thing. He's going to have to take a pay cut to go anywhere else, okay? You're not going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million. You're just not, okay? So, Jimmy could 
retain the $25 million in San Francisco, and he'll have to compete with the number three pick. He'll have the number three pick breathing down his neck. But if that's the that's the worst of Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, that situation, I'd stay in San Francisco if I were him. He has no trade clause. He can decide. He can pick and choose where he goes. All right? So if I'm Jimmy, unless I'm being fully guaranteed the full 25 and I have the guarantee that I'm going to be the starter, I don't know if I want to go anywhere else but San Francisco. But that's that's my overall thoughts on San Francisco. That went on for a lot longer than I thought it was going to. But I'm glad I got to iron out a lot of those points. Moving on, though, got a uh, another another call. Not a call, but a, uh, a voice message. Another one about the Eagles pick. What's up, Mike? This is Dalton. Um, I'm Lord Diesel Jeans on TikTok. Thanks for showing some love. Had a quick question for you. I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, Eagles take. Who do you think my Philadelphia Eagles are going to take in the first round this year? Do you think we're going to take uh, Jamar Chase, or do you think we might take some? I'm personally hoping for defense. Um, I think we need help. I like Jalen Riker, and I like Jamar Chase, and I like Devonta Smith. It's just I feel like we need a linebacker. Um, I do like Micah Parsons, but there was that story that came out a couple weeks ago about him um, being tied up in some stuff. I don't really know how true that is or what what's the deal with that, but uh, long story short, give me your opinion on who you think my Philadelphia Eagles take with that number six pick overall. Thanks, brother. Love your podcast. Keep it up. If you are any team, and this goes for any NFL team in the top eight, okay? If you're any team in the top eight and you are not planning on taking either Panay Sewell or maybe Kyle Pitts, maybe, or really any quarterback, right? That, that's what I'm going to reduce it to. Any quarterback, Panay Sewell, or maybe Kyle Pitts. If you're not doing that in the top eight, trade out. Okay, trade out. There is no reason, no business in you staying there. That's what Miami did. Miami was so, so smart to do that. And then they they saw a solid price at number six to the Eagles. They're stashing away on all these draft picks. They traded up to six. They'll probably get Kyle Pitts or Rashawn Slater or Sewell if he's still there. If the Bengals sit, sit at five and they don't take him, whatever happens. I think it was a solid pick by the Eagles or solid trade by the Eagles to move down to 12 because, again, they're not going to take a quarterback. I feel like they're kind of committed to Jalen Hurts. The the Carson Wentz trade, to me, kind of cemented that idea. So I like the Eagles trading down to 12. Whoever you were targeting at 6 will more or less probably be there at 12. You know, if you're targeting three guys at 6, one of those three guys is going to be there at 12. So I think it's a solid pick. You get an extra first out of it. Overall, I think it's good. I um I do agree. I think that Micah Parsons would be a solid draft um, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they'll have to do their due diligence um, and their extra homework to see what his legal situation is. But if that's cleared up and if he um, if that shouldn't affect his on the field, you know, ability, then by all means, go get your linebacker for the future that you can build around, kind of like the Colts did with Darius Leonard. Um, if not, if you want to go in a different direction than linebacker, I don't know. I mean, that secondary needs help. We lost Jan- Jalen Mills in free agency. So if you want to yeah, you just pick your poison, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain, or Caleb Farley, one of those guys is bound to be there at 12. Take one of them. Uh, I do the, just the overall message. Eagles should take defense. That's the thing that I uh, I will say. Um, because in an offensive-heavy draft, some of the best picks or some of the later like steals, I should say, 
come with defensive picks or vice versa. If it's defensive heavy draft, it's normally there are steals with the offense because every every GM is so fixated on that one aspect of the game that the other aspect kind of gets overshadowed. We've seen that the year has passed a lot. Can't think of any examples all the time in my head right now, but we've seen it. <laughs> um, but I think this this would be a prime and a great opportunity for the Eagles to pick defense. I think they absolutely should. So that's what I, that's what I think about the Eagles. Uh, moving on though, we have. Do you think the Falcons should keep Matt Ryan or get somebody in the draft? I feel like they should probably keep him, wait for him to retire, and just, you know, wait a couple more drafts, maybe try to trade their fourth draft pick, their fourth overall pick, like a little bit down, get them some better picks. So this kind of goes hand-in-hand to what I was saying with um, what was it? Uh, the Eagles, okay? The Falcons, they could absolutely go quarterback. They definitely could. But I don't think they should. Because, although I do agree with the saying, right, the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. You know, I think we've seen that a lot. We've seen the Patriots do that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, that was a more of a power struggle thing that forced him out. Uh, we've seen, trying to think, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Uh, even I guess Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco, in a way, you know, Pat Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith, like a lot of a lot of these guys. Maybe Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. You draft a quarterback when you don't need one, and I think this would be probably the best draft for the Falcons to do it, because of course Matt Ryan, he's locked in forty-two million dollar cap hit this year. He's locked in to be your Falcons quarterback, right? But if Trey Lance is in there for, he is very much a project prospect, who you know. If he's given a year to learn from Matt Ryan, could be good down the line. So at number four, I could see Trey Lance going to Atlanta. Could absolutely see that. I think the smarter pick, though, is you field all of those calls from the Patriots. You field all of those calls from Denver, who may want to move up, from Panthers, who may want to move up. Uh, Whichever NFL team wants to move up to that, maybe Washington, I don't know. Field those calls, take the best offer. I just, again, I don't see Atlanta. I just don't see the point in Atlanta picking that highly if they're not taking quarterback. If you're taking quarterback and if Trey Lance is there, fine. Trey Lance would be a solid. Uh, see, I don't know about Trey Lance at number four. This just seems a little bit high to me, in my opinion. Um, so I would trade down. I would trade down. I don't know if Trey Lance is worth the number four pick of the draft, uh, my opinion. But if you think he is, go for it. You get your quarterback of the future, build around him, uh, and then you can just outlast Matt Ryan, right? But I say for right now, I say the Falcons trade down. It doesn't have to be that far, seven, eight, nine, something like that. You'll still have a, you'll still have a great draft pick in the high first round, right? Maybe maybe bleh, maybe be able to land a quarterback, but I think there's no reason for you to be, for you to be picking top four if you're not taking a quarterback. So that's what I think about what the Falcons should do. And then moving on, I think we got one more. Oh, no, no, those, that's it. We got, oh, yes, we have one more question uh, right here. Big fan of the Tailgate Podcast. I just wanted to ask the question, Um, next year, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Thank you so much. Um, Sam Slaby, out. All right, so I think I've I've given my take a few times. I could be wrong, but I think I have about who I think um, I think is going to win the Super Bowl next year. Um, it's got to be Tampa Bay. I, I don't see how Tampa Bay doesn't 
win it next year because, like, I mean, they brought back all 22 starters. I mean, come on. And that's not even including their first, you know, their draft at all. So, it's a very boring pick, I know. But I just think Tampa Bay had the best offseason. The Patriots didn't. The Giants didn't. Cleveland didn't. No one did. Because none of those teams are going to be competing like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right? So, I think that Buccaneers have got my pick. Buccaneers are, are my pick to win the Super Bowl next year. Like I, I, it's boring. I'm just gonna talk in circles for the next like 90 seconds. But they brought back all of their starters, and again, no OTAs, limited training camp, no preseason. They were figuring things out week 10. I remember week eight, week seven. Like they, they were figuring things out in the middle of the season, and then when they figured them out, they couldn't be stopped. And look, if week five happens and Tom Brady can't throw the ball then yeah, I'll, I'll move on, right? I'll move on and I'll pick the Chiefs. But until then, until Tom Brady shows any sign of stopping, I'm not going to pick against him because Max Kellerman was doing that when Tom Brady was like 39 or 40, right? And now Brady is 43 and has won two Super Bowls since then. So I'm not going to count against Brady until he physically and visually shows it. But until then, I'm taking Tampa Bay. So that's my short and sweet answer. I'll probably go into more detail later uh, down the road, especially once the draft finishes up. Guys, when the draft finishes up, I'm going to be giving my like full 32-team power rankings, division power rankings, uh, conference power rankings, like all that good stuff I'm going to be giving. Um, but I just don't want to do anything until the draft, you know, because like I, you, you never know. We could have... The Patriots trading for Deshaun Watson on draft night or something like that. Like, like the crazy things have happened, right? So that's what I'm going to, I'm going to save for. Uh, but right now, to finish off the podcast, I'm going to give my post-free agency division winners. Obviously, some, some of these are going to be a lot more self-explanatory than others. But um, there are some that, you know, might be difficult to predict. So starting off, though, we're just going to go by ESPN standings. So... AFC East, North, South, West, and then NFC East, North, South, West. So we'll do that order. Uh, AFC East, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's not losing. Uh, they had a very like lukewarm free agency. They didn't do anything crazy. They signed Emmanuel Sanders, but like they didn't have to. You know, they're still letting their younger talent develop. Their quarterback wide receiver tandem of uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is gonna you know flourish even more. I. Like, I, I just, the Bills are going to be fine, you know. I um, They're going to be a solid team with the new s- schedule. 14-3 and three is very too high for my liking. So, I'm going to say 13-4, and four, only one loss higher than they had this year. And, honestly, that one loss just comes to the Patriots because I think the Patriots this year will beat the Bills at least once. They'll go one and one There's no way they lose twice to the Bills. So, I think the Bills will go 13-4 and four and win the division. Um, I could definitely see the Patriots going too. Could see Dolphins going too. That's again, I think the draft is really it's it, drafting whoever the quarterback's gonna be for the Patriots. That's really what's gonna decide it. If Cam Newton is, I'm probably taking Miami to be number two. But if anybody else is, <laughs> might take Patriots over Miami. So that's what I think for the AFC East. For the AFC North, though, it's gotta be the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I I just I want to pick the Ravens. I'm not a Ravens fan, but I I'd, I'd like to see Lamar Jackson succeed. Um. 
But I just think the, the Browns' biggest problem was their secondary, and they fixed it. Or at least they assessed it, which is some teams in the NFL can't even say they did that. So I think they signed John Johnson, they signed Troy Hill, two great uh, you know, safety and cornerback. So I think the Browns will be solid. Uh, especially in the secondary, you got OBJ coming back. You got Baker Mayfield still on a rookie deal. The Browns are gonna win it. They got a great offensive line, great head coach, great run game. And that's honestly what it takes. So I got the Browns winning the division there. Pittsburgh going to fall off. I could see Cincinnati beating out Pittsburgh. I could see it, but I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Browns 1, Ravens 2, Steelers 3, Bengals 4. They'll still win the Bengals, though. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they can go like 7-10. and 10. God, that sounds so weird, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound so weird? 7-10? and 7-9? It's not 7-9. 6-11? Oh, I hate that so much. 16 and 1. <laughs> oh, God. 5 and 12. Oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I hate that. Ugh. All right. AFC South, the Colts. Colts is the only correct answer here. Okay. Colts. Uh, sorry, I wasn't actually reading off the divisions. I should probably do that. So I'm, I'm going to do that from now on. If you guys don't know the, like, the, the divisions, you know, automatically, AFC South is the Titans, Colts, Texans, and Jaguars. The Titans are going to fall off. They lost Adam Humphreys, they lost Johnny Smith, and they lost Corey Davis. All they have is A.J. Brown now. And I know that Derrick Henry is a big part of that game, of course, but you need to be able to throw the ball. And A.J. Brown's a great receiver, but you need to be able to throw the ball to other players too. So, I like their signing with Bud Dupree. People will say it was an overpay, and it might have been, but it was still a good signing. Um... I still don't think it's enough, though. I think the Titans are going to 8-9, 9-8, something like that. I got the Colts winning the division. I don't care how Carson Wentz plays. If he's any better than he did in Philadelphia, they'll win it. Uh, Jacksonville is going to beat out the Texans, of course. Uh, I could see the Jacksonville going like 6-11. and I could see that. AFC West, Chiefs. Raiders got a lot worse. Broncos actually got pretty, not a lot better, but they got better by a substantial amount. And the Chargers, they'll get better, but not that much better to beat the Chiefs. So, pretty self-explanatory. NFC East. Oh, the NFC East. I've got, I've, I've guessed on so many podcasts to talk about the NFC East. Um, I'll give my full predictions, like one through four. Four Eagles, three Giants, two Cowboys, one Washington. I don't see Washington losing the division, uh, especially because they have a better quarterback this year than last year. And... They still have the draft, and they signed Curtis Samuel. So, Washington's going to be very good this year. Not like, you know, they're going to be a threat in the NFC, but, you know, they could be good. Uh, Giants had a solid offseason. I don't hate the Kenny Galladay signing, but I sure as hell don't like it. So, I don't know what you're going to do about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback, but, again, I'm not going to talk about this for much longer. You guys already know how I feel about Daniel Jones if you – watch the Red Zone Room or any other podcast that I've guessed or my TikTok at all. Um, so that's why I got the Cowboys at second, Giants in third. Because the Cowboys, they're fine. Like, th- with Dak coming back next year, their defense is going to be a liability. I think they'll probably spend five out of the seven picks on the defense. So, you know, they're, they'll have help there. I'm not too worried about Dallas. Um, they're not going to win the division. They're not that good, but they'll be second. NFC North. If the Packers will regress. I think they'll go twelve and five. 
Maybe 11 and 6? Nah, that just sounds too many losses for them. I'll, go, I'll say 12 and 5. Vikings are getting better. Bears are getting worse. Lions, way worse. But, yeah, I, I'd say the Packers will win the division. Minnesota's going to give it a run, though. They will give it a run, depending on how well they do this draft. If they do, if they have another uh, impact pick like Justin Jefferson, but like on the defensive end or on the offensive line or something, watch out for Minnesota to potentially sneak into the playoffs. I could absolutely see that happening. NFC South, Bucks next. Saints are going to fall. Panthers not going to be good enough. Falcons will fall. Like they, they, it's the Bucks. okay? We all know that. To round out the podcast, we have the NFC West. This is going to be a lot of fun. See, this answer will change numerous times over the offseason. Actually, that might not be true. It, it all depends. Depends what the Niners do. Depends if the Falcons make like a big trade. Depends what Seattle does. Um, right now, it's the Rams. I think with Matt Stafford, you know, you got that offense. I They did lose two pieces on defense, like I said earlier, to the Browns. That will affect them. I don't think they'll be number one in the NFL this year. Um, actually, I don't even know who I think will be number one in the NFL this year in defense. Because this switches all the time. Like, I just, I don't, personally, I don't think a whole lot of people were expecting the Rams to be number one this year. Just like nobody was expecting the Pages to be number one last year. Um, but, you know, uh, what what do you call it? Baltimore lost Judon. Baltimore lost Ngakwe. Uh, New Orleans lost a lot of players. I don't know. I don't know. Pittsburgh lost Dupree. Washington might be it. Washington could definitely be number one. Um, but I think it'll probably be the Rams. I, I think the Rams definitely have a shot to be number one again. Um, but yeah, look, I, I just again, like Matt Stafford, that offense is great. Sean McVay is a fantastic head coach. Probably top five. Probably, right? Maybe top three. I don't know. Um, he's not ahead of Bill Belichick or Andy Reid, so may, maybe number three. I'm not quite sure, but like this team's gonna be good. They're gonna be a contender in the NFC. They'll probably challenge the Bucks in the champ- NFC Championship. I don't think they'll beat them, but I think that they're the best two teams. I don't think it's even close. Like I think number three is just, I think it's the Packers, but I think it's like a a pretty big gap between those two. So. That's what I think, but guys, I'm going to round out the podcast right there. Again, like, I, if you guys noticed this time, uh, I was, again, going off book. I was very non-notesy today, so I did mostly just off the top of my head because I thought I'm answering questions, right? So I don't want to s- sound super scripted. So that's, um, I probably had so many verbal non-fluencies, like ums and uhs. I got to cut back on those. I got to work on my public speaking. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, um, there we go again. That's going to round it out for this podcast though. Hope you enjoyed listening to the tailgate podcast. Again, go check the TikTok, the Twitter, the Instagram, going to start putting out some articles. I don't know if I announced that yet, but if you stayed all the way until the end of the podcast, then there's your announcement. Articles are coming out in a month. I know it's a long time, but still they will be coming out. So expect it. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for today. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. If you need anything, reach out to me, text me, whatever. You guys already know I'm here for you. So I'll see you guys next time though. Peace.